Hallelujah. Brother Rouse, we love you and appreciate you. You come to this pulpit and obey God. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this place tonight. Hallelujah. I wonder if we would give that hand clap unto the Lord tonight. Come on, anybody thankful to be in his presence? Says so anybody thankful to be in the house of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. What a wonderful God we serve. What an awesome, mighty God he is. Hallelujah. He's a healer. He's a savior. He's a redeemer. Hallelujah. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Amen. Is anything too hard for him? No, sir. Amen. He's able. He's awesome. He's good. Even you can be seated. Amen. Tonight, I, I know this will be my first time to do this. Amen. But I would like for my wife, amen, to come. Amen. I had a song uh, that was on my heart. Uh, today, and I want her to come and bless us with that song. Amen. I don't. I don't know about you, but I believe that we serve a God that is able to do the extraordinary. He's able to do what with men would seem to be impossible. He's able to step in when we have exhausted all of our efforts, even all of our finance, all of our own earthly ability that we have when we when we get to the end of the road of all those things amen he is a god that is able to step in and make a way even where there seems to be no way he's not intimidated amen he's not afraid amen he's not hiding in a corner somewhere but he is only one mention of his name away amen anybody believe that tonight in the house of the lord he's only one mention of his name away and over and over and over and over again in the Word of God, amen, you can find that it says, you know, when I cried out or when I called on the name of the Lord or, or when, I, when I let out my voice, when I let out a cry, I, I begin to feel and begin to see, hey, God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is my deliverer. God is my rock. Amen. I wonder what would happen if somebody would reach out tonight and grab a hold of the fact that God is able. I said that God is able. Hallelujah. I said God is able. Hallelujah. Why don't you look over at somebody close to you. Tell them God is able to do whatever you have need of tonight. Amen. Tell somebody else God is able to move in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's worship the Lord with my wife as she sings tonight.
Hallelujah. Why don't you lift your hands all across the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on. Won't you let your voice out all across this sanctuary? God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. God, I praise your holy name, Jesus. God, there's nobody like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody ought to call on the name of Jesus. I speak the name of Jesus over every fear, over every sin, over every sickness, over every disease. Come on, I speak the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, uh, hallelujah, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Uh, come on, he's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. He's a good God. God, I thank you, Jesus. Uh, oh, you're awesome, Jesus. You're worthy in this house. God, I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. I wonder, would you clap your hands unto the Lord one more time all across this place? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You can make your way back to your seats. Amen. It's so good to see everyone in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. If you have your Bibles, amen. Ezekiel chapter 37, beginning with verse number one. Amen. And now I, I, I am very much aware, amen, that we've preached during this revival from Ezekiel 37, but today the Lord has laid a fresh new thought on my heart, amen, and we're going to go a totally different direction than we went last time, and I'm just praying that the Lord's going to move and the Lord's going to work in this house. Anybody believe that with me tonight? I said, does anybody believe that with me tonight in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Ezekiel 37 verse 1, amen. Once again, I give honor to um, Pastor Moore, give honor to Sister Moore. Amen. I can truly say that they have become friends of ours. Amen. They've been so wonderfully good to me and my family, and I appreciate everything that they've done for us. Amen. How many is thankful for your pastor and pastor's wife? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Give honor to my pastor, Brother Steve Spears. Amen. For teaching and preaching the word of truth to me and my family. Amen. And God's good. He's you know, he's moving here in Bendale. He's moving over there in Picayune. Amen. You know, I may have told you, some of you came and saw the bare concrete floors where we were. Amen. Now there's carpet on the uh, platform, all back in the drum, uh, back in where the uh, uh, baptistry and all that is. And all that was paid for by a man that two years ago wouldn't even uh, buy a $15 dozen of strawberries, amen, but he just spent a little over $6,000 on our carpet, amen. God knows how to touch somebody, doesn't he? I said, God knows how to move and work, hallelujah. And uh, by tomorrow evening, amen, the, uh, the carpet in the sanctuary should be all down, amen, and uh, so God is moving and God's working, and uh, all of that's already purchased, but they had a little complication with that. But tomorrow, Lord willing, all that's going to be taken care of. And they'll be working, looking at an almost completely finished building. Amen. With nothing owed on it. Amen. I said with nothing, not a dime. Amen. Four acres of land. Amen. God is good, isn't it? I said God is good, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 37, beginning with verse number 1 says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? 
And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Dropping down to verse number 11. This is the reason that God has brought Ezekiel out into the valley full of bones to show him what is going on with Israel. For in verse 11 it says, Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, somebody say, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Amen. The Lord said, Ezekiel, I want to I show you something. Because my people Israel have said, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. And we are cut off for our parts. I want to show you what I want to do in their lives. I want to show you what I want to do for them. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across the house of the Lord. I wonder while you're praying tonight, I wonder, would you pray, God, open up my heart, open up my understanding, anoint my ears to hear your word. Um, come on, I pray that somebody would ask God, Lord, speak to me tonight, God. Don't let me just push it over my shoulder, but God, speak to me, God. Lord, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come before you right now. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd empty me of myself, uh, my own ideas, my own opinions, and I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing, God. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd move and work in my life, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you would have your way in this sanctuary. Anoint every ear to hear your word tonight, God. Let your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. God, let it break every chain, loose every shackle, God. Let it open up the prison doors to them that are bound in their minds, God, them that are bound with their heartaches and their fears and their failures and their anxieties, God. Lord, I pray that you'd move and work and have your way, God. You are the only one that's able to heal in this house tonight, God. You're the only one that knows how to part the Red Sea, God. Lord, we thank you for your authority and your power and your dominion in this house, God. Lord, lift the heavy burden off the shoulders of your people, God. Let your anointing destroy every yoke, God. Bind up the broken heart and set every captive soul free. And if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, Lord, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands together one more time. Oh, come on, somebody ought to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. <laughs> Come on, would you do that all across this house? God, I thank you for the victory. God, I thank you for deliverance. God, I thank you that you're faithful and just and true. And there's nobody like you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to preach to you what the Lord has uh, begun to deal with me on today and laid on my heart. Amen. Can these bones live? I said, can these bones live? Amen. Ezekiel is carried by the Spirit of the Lord and set down in the midst or in the middle of a valley that was full of bones. And uh, when we see bones, it's, it's only natural to begin to think that something has died. Amen. When you come across a bone somewhere out in the woods, maybe when you're hunting or, or maybe when you're walking through the yard, you'll see uh, uh, some type of skull of maybe a little bird or something and you know that uh, what once was alive is now dead for here is the evidence of that death. Uh, there's nothing left but bones. Uh, you would not scoop up those bones and take those bones down to the vet and say, hey vet, can you make these bones live again? Because you know at this 
this point, all hope has been lost for a long time. There is no breath. There's not, not even anything, anything to hold any breath. The hope is way past, and there is no hope for life yet again. When we see these bones, it paints a clear picture that somehow death has come upon whatever is the owner of those bones, and we know that it's not good, and there is no more hope. And this is where Ezekiel finds himself. He finds himself surrounded by death and by destruction. And not only is he set down there, God says, I want you to walk around Ezekiel, and I want you to take an account of what is happening and what you see, and look at the bones And Ezekiel had to admit and acknowledge. Not only are these bones here, but they're very dry. So they've been out in the sun for some time now. This isn't this this way beyond that point of hope. It's way beyond that point of just being dead for a little bit and maybe there's hope for revival and maybe there's hope for restoration and maybe there's hope to enter into the lungs again for yet there is no lungs. All of that is gone. And I tell somebody here tonight in the house of the Lord that we serve a God that is able to go beyond our own human comprehension. A God that is able to go beyond what we see with our natural eyes. We serve a God that's able to go beyond that hopeless feeling that we may feel down deep on the inside. But we serve a God that sees well beyond what is hopeless. And he says, with me, it is possible. With me, I can do anything. There is nothing too hard for me. I am the God that can bring life into a hopeless situation. As Ezekiel observes the bones, there's no organization to the bones. They're not even kept together. But here and there, they're scattered all throughout the open valley. Bones that don't even belong together may be lying closer together as they're just scattered all across the place where the animals have come in and the vultures and the things, the, the scavengers have come in and took what they could take and chewed on and gnawed on what they could take. And, and here we find that this is uh, uh, chaos and disorder and nothing looks like revival uh, in the middle of this graveyard, if you'll let me say it like that. Uh, nothing looks like uh, any hope in sight uh, in this graveyard, but Ezekiel uh, is here on a mission from God. Uh, Ezekiel is here as God is trying to, to let him know that, uh, hey, my people think that there is no hope. My people say we're like this valley full of dry bones. We have no hope of restoration. We have no hope of the pieces of the puzzle fitting back together again. We're just broken beyond repair. We're broken beyond remedy. There is no doctor for us. There is no medicine for us. There is no remedy for our situation. But I've come to tell somebody, you've come too late to tell me that there 
there is not a bomb in Gilead. But I've come to tell you the master position is in this house today. It doesn't matter if you're half dead, all the way dead, been dead for a long time. It doesn't matter if you still got a little bit of it together or if you're scattered from here to yon. God is able to step on the shores of your life and bring order where there's chaos and bring life where there's death. He can breathe on you and let life flow through your veins again. It's not over as long as Jesus is in the valley. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to tell you the words that we speak are very important for there is power in our word. Israel said there is no hope. We're, we're, we're just like dry bones. Proverbs 6 and 2 says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Words are a powerful thing. And they're so powerful that we can be snared or trapped by our words. Can I tell you tonight, if we speak negativity long enough, if we speak bad about our situations long enough, if we keep talking about how bad things are long enough, can I tell you, it will begin to show up all around us. If all we can think about are negative thoughts, it won't be long until that's all we see in our life is the negative and the low down and the no good and we become entrapped by the words of our mouth and it feels like there is no hope for we have said there is no hope and we feel like there's no way out for we have said there is no way out but I want to let you know tonight we serve a God that's able to step in in the middle of any situation we serve a God hey the situation may be telling you there's no life here but Jesus knows how to speak life over your situation. Jesus knows how to step in and make a way out of no way. He knows how to move in your life. If Satan can get you to start talking defeat, he can defeat you. Hallelujah. I said if Satan can get you to talk defeat, he can defeat you. For it won't take long before you start believing what you're saying. It won't take long until you start believing, hey, this really is a bad situation. There really is no hope for me. Ezekiel is asked by God, can these bones live? And Ezekiel takes that question from God. And he turns it around and he says, oh God, my answer is, you know. You know whether or not these bones can live again. 
You know whether or not any good thing can come out of this situation. For with my own fleshly eyes, I don't see anything good in this valley. But God, I'm putting it back on you. And God, I'm going to declare I might not know the answer, but God, you know the answer to that question. I might not understand it all, but God, you have all understanding. You are the God of wisdom. You are the God of knowledge. You are the God of understanding. And there's not one single thing that you don't have the answer to and that you don't have the solution to. I want to tell somebody, your negative words can't fix the problem. Your negative doubt cannot fix the problem. You need to give it to God and say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know if it can happen, it's going to have to be you. I can't fix it. I can't dig it out. But God, I know you can. I know you're able to step in here and give life where there was no life. I know you're able to revive the blackest heart. I know you're able to do it. God is the answer to every hard question of life. Hallelujah. Sometimes the devil will like to just torment you a little bit and put that word in your ear. He says, hey, Christian, what you going to do now? Where, how are you going to fix this, Christian? How are you going to handle this? Oh, I wonder what would happen if we would begin to say, you know what, Satan? Let me go talk to God about it. Let me get back with you in just a few minutes. I'm not even going to be able to answer you, but you'll know what we're going to do about it when God shows up here in this valley. Hey, it won't take you long to see what you thought you had me defeated with. God's going to turn it around for my good and for my favor. It ain't going to take long until what you thought was disorganized and scattered here to yard. God can put the broken pieces of any life back together again. God I can take a hopeless situation and breathe life back into those lungs. God knows what he's doing. He not only makes life, but he can remake life. He's not only the creator, but he can create again. I come to tell you, is there anything, is there anything that the God we serve cannot do? If he did it before, he can do it again. If he formed you in the womb, He can form again. If he spoke before, he can speak again. There is life in the words of God. And when when Ezekiel, he turns it around. He says, I'm going to be very careful what I say, Lord. If I spoke over how I was feeling right now, I, I might say something that would offend you, God. My faith might not be exactly as high as it needs to be right now. So, God, I'm going to give it into your hands. 
God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this ball in your court. Hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so foolish that I think that I've got all the right answers. One thing I do know that at the end of my wisdom, at the end of my own understanding, I can run to Jesus and I can inquire of Him, and He will let me know. Hey, hey, this is what you need to do. This is the next step you need to take. Hey, some of you've been waiting in the valley for a long time, wondering what you need to do next. Hey, just. Have God. Hey, what's next for me, Lord? Hey, kind of where's my next victory? Where's my next deliverance coming from? I know you're a way maker, and I'm not going to move. I'm not going to speak out of order until I know, until I know what it is that you're doing in this season. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God help me, Jesus. And Ezekiel, he waits. And in verse number four, says again, he said unto me. First time, God had a question for Ezekiel. But now, God has a solution for Ezekiel. God help me, Jesus. Woo. <laughs> the first time, God wanted to know, what do you think about this, Ezekiel? And Ezekiel said, you know what? It really don't matter what I think about it. What do you think about it, God? Can I tell you at the end of the day my opinion doesn't mount to a hill of beans. What matters is if God said you can live baby you can live. If God said you can have victory baby you can have victory. If God said you can come out you can come out and there's not a devil in hell that can hold you in your grave. There's not a devil in hell that can stop you from taking back dominion and taking back authority over that that has oppressed you and over that that has kept you down for too long and I tell you God is your answer hallelujah Hallelujah. again he said unto me prophesy upon these bones and say unto them oh ye dry bones I recognize that this situation is bad. But I'm not going to talk to my situation. Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you. And ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Verse number seven says, so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone. I want to tell you something. I want you to notice that Ezekiel didn't just start shouting out random words but he waited for the Lord to fill his mouth with words for Jesus has the words of eternal life. Peter said where else can we go Lord for you have the words of eternal life and Ezekiel said I'm waiting until I hear what God has to say about this Hey, prophesy Ezekiel tell them bones you're gonna live God's gonna put breath in you 
and he's going to lay sinews on you and your flesh is going to come on you and you shall live. Can I tell somebody, you need to let God put some words in your mouth to speak over your situation and say, live. It's God's will for bread to blow. It's God's will for a fresh shot of oxygen to fill your lungs. God said, live. Oh, while Ezekiel waited on God to speak, he laid aside his own ideas. And he laid aside his own opinions. And he was careful to listen. And he knew that if anything's going to happen in this situation, it's not going to be by my negative words. God help me, Jesus. If anything's going to happen in this situation, it's not going to be with doubtful words. If anything's going to happen in this situation, it's going to be by thus saith the Lord of God. If anything good is going to happen in this valley, it's going to happen by the word. And I tell you, the New Testament tells us that we are begotten by the word. If there is to be any life, it's going to come through the word of God. Come on, you need to be careful. You need to watch yourself. Hey, the devil's trying to get you to talk about doubt and fear and unbelief. What you need to do and say, God, I'm waiting to hear from you. And when I hear from you, I'm going to speak to my situation. I'm going to speak to my problem and tell my mountain, you got to move. For God said you got to go. I'm going to tell them bones, you got to live. Because God said live. You got to breathe. Because God said breathe. The situation started to change as soon as Ezekiel began to speak the word of the Lord. As soon as Ezekiel began to say, this is what the Lord would have you to hear, O ye tribal. As soon as he began to declare the God-inspired words that had filled his mind and that had filled his mouth as he began to speak. Can I tell you, he, Ezekiel understood that if anything good comes out of this, it's going to be a God thing. If any good thing comes out of this, it's not going to be by my word alone, but it's going to be because God has placed his authority and his dominion on my life and he's given me permission to speak. Can I tell you, Satan wants to back you in a corner and silence you but God has given you the ability and God has given you the authority to speak to your mountain to speak to your valley full of dry bones and I tell you there's some men of God there's some women of God in this house that Satan has intimidated you long enough the bones have stared at you long enough all hope has been lost long enough it's time to speak to that situation and say my God told me to tell you everything's gonna be alright right. 
My God told me to tell you this is not the end. This is only the beginning of something great, of something mighty, of something powerful that's about to transpire in my life. It's not by my words. It's not by my own ability. But I speak the words of God. I speak life over my home. I speak life over my family. I speak life over my prodigal sons, over my prodigal daughters. God said God gave him the ability, the authority to speak life. Proverbs 18, 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now what that is saying is those that love to talk, they eat the fruit of the words that they say. There is power in our words. Power of death in our words. But I'm thankful that there's power of life in our words. Oh, and those that love to speak life, they will eat the fruits of life. But those oh, that speak death, I'm sorry to tell you, oh, the only fruit that's going to be produced in your life is going to be the fruits of death and damnation over your soul. Oh, but if you could somehow learn, hey God, I don't want to speak out of order. I don't want to speak out of turn. But I want my words to bring forth good fruit. I want my words to bring forth life. I want my words to put me in a position where I can say, hey, I've been in a prayer meeting somewhere and God has let me know that everything's going to be all right. I wonder what would happen if somebody would take the devil down to an old-fashioned altar and say, hey, this is where it all started and this is where we're going back to. I might not have the answers for your struggle. I might not have the answers for everything that's going on in your life right now, but I can tell you for sure you need to let God put a word of victory in your mouth. You need to let God put a word of deliverance in your mouth. And you tell Pharaoh, you gotta let me go. And you tell the adversary, you gotta turn me loose. I've been liberated by the power of God. His word is life. His word is victory. His word is deliverance. Hey, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. When my dance on. I'm coming out of this with my praise on. For God is good. And the words that he has given me are the words of life. The more you talk about being defeated, the more defeated you come. The more you talk about how bound up you are, the more bound up you can become. But if somehow, somehow, you can begin to press your way through that and say, hey, God's up to something in the middle of this valley. 
God's up to something in the middle of what's going on in me. I wonder, can somebody hear God asking you tonight, can these bones live? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of this situation that seems hopeless? Oh, I wonder what would happen if you made up your mind instead of having doubt. You would say, God, I'm putting it back in your hands and you tell me the answer. You tell me whether or not these bones can live again. You tell me, God, is there something just on my horizon? Is there a breakthrough coming? And I let somebody know you're a lot closer to deliverance than you think you are. You're a lot closer to a breakthrough than you think you are. You're a lot closer to victory than you could ever imagine. Hey, the bones are lying. The bones are trying to tell you there is no hope. But God said, hey, I can breathe. I can move. And it doesn't matter what's going on. I am the giver of life. I choose to speak faith instead of fear and doubt. I choose to speak words that aren't going to come back and snare me and entrap me. But God, I want to speak the words that you would lay on my heart to speak. I wonder, would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord right now? God, I'm choosing to see beyond my fear. I'm choosing to see beyond my unbelief. I'm choosing like that man that said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. God, I'm, I'm choosing to see beyond these dead, dry bones that are very dry. God, I'm choosing to see beyond this mess and this chaos. I'm looking way beyond all of that. I'm looking way beyond the top of the mountain, and I'm looking all the way up to where you are God I lift up my eyes toward the heavens and God I declare that if any good thing can come out of this it's going to be by your power and by your authority if any good thing comes out of this it's going to be from the words that you put in my mouth it's going to be from God inspired truth that you put on my heart to speak in my time of need James chapter 3, verse number 2 says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. The tongue, words are so powerful that the word of God makes it clear that if a man is able to control his words, that same man is able to take control of his whole body. How powerful is that little tongue? That if a man can control that, the word of God calls him a perfect man. Verse number four, three says, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, and are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm. Whithersoever the governor listeth, even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, 
How great a matter a little fire kindleth, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. James said, I want to make it very clear how powerful that tongue is. That tongue is full of deadly poison. And you got to be careful how you use that tongue. Man can tame any beast that you can think of. Man can put a ship in the water and control it with just a little hymn. Man can put a little bit in a horse's mouth and control every movement of that horse. But the tongue, no man can tame. It's no doubt that's why God chose the tongue to show forth his glory. That's no doubt why God chose to take control of that tongue when we as humans yield our tongue to him and he begins to speak through us and we call that the evidence of the infilling of the spirit of God evidenced by the speaking in other tongues not of our own abilities but as God has ordained and as God orchestrates and as God moves upon us and I let somebody know tonight that the tongue is a powerful weapon you can use it for your hurt or you can use it for your good. You can use it for your benefit or you can use it for your own destruction. I want to ask somebody tonight do you realize hey I can have my victory if I can learn how to speak the things that God would have me to speak. I can have my deliverance if I can learn to speak the things that God would lay on my heart. Come on now's not a time to fly off the handle and think we got it on our own but now is the time to pause and ask God, God, what would you have me say? What would you have me do? God, I need a breakthrough. God, I need a deliverance in my home. God, I've got to have you to move in my life. It isn't hard for the tongue to start a huge fire. That's why gossip it's so devastating to a body of believers because just that one little word can start an uncontrollable fire. God help me, Hallelujah. I wonder what a kind word would do. I wonder what a word would do when somebody has stopped and said, you know, I really don't like the actions that's being taken right now, but God, what would you have me to say about this? God, I want you to control my tongue. God, I'm going to bridle my tongue. God, I want to let my brother and my sister know, hey, I know it's a hard time right now, and I know there's a lot of heat going on around us. Hey, but let's let God speak to us. Let's let God have his say-so in this. Let's, let's close our mouth 
mouths for a little while and pray that God would give us something good to say. Can I tell you what a fit word, a word fitly spoken does? It can break down walls of division. It can break down walls of separation. When we just stop long enough to say, God, I will speak a God-inspired word today. I will speak a word of hope. I will speak a word of peace. I will speak a word of victory and deliverance over my congregation, over my family, over my home, over my church. I will not allow my tongue to be a deadly poison. But God, let my words bring life. My wife would make her way to the music. Life is in your tongue. Life is in your mouth. But death is also there. But I wonder what would happen if you would speak life and say, God, I'm choosing to see things the way you see them. God, I'm choosing to see things from your perspective and from your point of view. I might not like what I see. So in not liking what I see, I might say things that you don't like for me to say, God. God, I want to I wanna see things the way you see things. So I can speak the words that you would have me to speak. Hallelujah. Ezekiel has already spoken a word a God inspired word he's already spoken it over that dead dry situation and God has already begun to move but there laying before him after the shaking and after the noise and after the bones coming together yet there is still no life in those bones the situation looks better and there's some that stop right there and say, God, look what you've done. Thank you. This is awesome. But can I tell you, sometimes you've got to go a step farther than that. And you've got to say, Lord, I know this is looking better, but I know this ain't the final result that you've got for my life. I'm, how many people have you seen when, when trouble and chaos happens in their life? They're broken and they run to God and God begins to put the pieces back together again. And the first, the, the first sign of benefit in their life and the first good things that begin to happen, it doesn't take them long to say, thank you, God, this is awesome. And then they go right back to where they were because they had a little peace in their life. And I tell you, God wants to take you a step farther than that. God wants to take you beyond that. Hey, why does that happen? It's because God is close. He's nigh to them that have a broken heart. But as soon as he begins to start molding uh, and working on that broken heart. Uh, they say, hey, this feels pretty good. Uh, but can I tell you, you've got to go back to God uh, and say, God, I like what you've already done. Uh, but do you have another word for me? Uh, do you have something else for me? Uh, I don't want to just look the part, uh, but I want to have the breath in my lungs. Uh, I don't want to just act the part uh, for a little while. Uh, but God, I want to do everything uh, that you have for me to do. Uh, let the wind of the Holy Ghost blow on my life God make me what you would have me to be Mark 8 and 23 says and he took the blind man by the hand and let him out of the town 
when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he see aught, if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. Can I tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight? There's some you're sitting here under the sound of my voice. And God has touched you. And you can sort of kind of see what's going on. But you don't really have the clear picture of what's happening. Don't be satisfied with just that first touch. But say, God, I'm missing something here. God, I'm missing something here. God, I'm missing something that I feel like I ought to be grabbing a hold of. God, I'm missing something that I know you're trying to reveal to me. God, God, what am I missing? And can I tell you, he's not afraid to touch you again. He's not afraid to breathe on you again. Hey, and when he touches you again, you can see clearly, hey, God gave me clarity. God gave me a sense of purpose. God gave me direction. God has moved upon my life. And I tell you, God wants to touch somebody until you're completely satisfied. God wants to touch somebody until your your vision is no longer blurry. But you know, hey, God has finished what he has started. He's not only able to start, but he's able to complete. He's not only able to begin, but he's able to accomplish everything he sets out to do. Ezekiel. Prophesy again. Son of man, say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet in exceeding great arm. Can I tell you, even when it looks hopeless, God's able to put a word of authority in your mouth does anybody know that there's power when you call on the name of Jesus when that fear tries to cripple you there's power when you call on the name of Jesus when life tries to put you in a dark place there's power when you begin to call upon the name of Jesus when all hell tries to intimidate you there's power when you call on the name of Jesus. When you look up and you see yourself surrounded by the demonic forces of hell and by the chaos of life, hell tries to put you in a place of defeat. Oh, but there is power when God touches your eyes and causes you to see, hey, there's greater with us than is with them. Why, God, give me a word of deliverance. Give me a word that says, hey, you think you got me outnumbered devil but there's more with me where I don't lean on my own understanding but I'm leaning on the knowledge and I'm leaning on the word of God. God's going to give me a word to speak. God's going to give me victory. God's going to give me a word. He's going to bring clarity. Some of you God help me, Jesus. God has stirred you in the night. 
God has dealt with you on things. He's put that word in your mouth. But yet fear tries to say, don't, don't worry about that. That's just, that's just you. That's just your flesh. Can these bones live? Can these bones live? Can these bones live? Can these bones live? God says yes. God says yes. The bones say no. The dryness says no. The hopeless feeling says no. But that's not who I'm asking. I'm asking God, can these bones live? Some of you need to turn the tables on the devil tonight. I said some of you need to turn the tables on the devil tonight. And tell him, you've been asking me a lot of questions. You've been putting a lot of doubts in my mind. Hey, but I'm about to ask God, can any good thing come out of these dry bones? He I'm about to go to a higher authority something greater than death something that's already conquered death something that's already had dominion and power something that's already took the keys of death, hell and the grave from the adversary, the devil somebody that's already been triumphant somebody that's already quenched the sting of death let me take it to Jesus let me ask him God, can these bones live? can any good thing come out of this? lift your hands with me all across the house would you do that would you help me right now let's pray together God I love you Jesus says would you stand God said rest and know that I have ordered your footsteps. Things that you have been thinking were just happening just because God said, I've been laying it out in order before you. And there's things that look negative and look like they're no good. But God said, I'm working those things for your favor and for your benefit. And God said to tell you that the dryness has to flee when the rains fall. Satan has tried to convince you that the heavens have been shut up. But God said the heavens were open. And my mercy and my love is raining on your dry field. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God said, I am renewing that sense of purpose. And I am breathing upon those things that Satan has said was dead. God said, that gift of encouragement that he has given you has tried to be swallowed up by your own discouragement. But God said he's renewing that gift. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
Come on, let's lift our voices together all across this sanctuary. Come on, would you lift your voice with me right now? God, I praise you. God, I glorify you. God, I thank you, Jesus. God said he's working a great deliverance and a great victory that no power of hell can stop and no adversary can hinder. God said, be assured and be reassured that your prayers have touched him. God said, do not be afraid and do not fear. He's going to put his words in your mouth. His words of dominion his words of power and his words of authority over every work of darkness over every work of hell God said his word will illuminate the darkness right now in the name of Jesus stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still and see if He won't come through right on time. Stand still and see if He's not for you. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody ought to lift your voice like a trumpet all across this house. Come on, somebody ought to lift your trumpet all across this sanctuary. God, I glorify you. God, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, there is nobody like you, Jesus. There is none like you, Lord. There is none like you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's power. In your mouth. There's power in your words. Can these bones live? Ezekiel 16 and 6, and I'm done. God speaking says, And when I passed by thee, saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, live. Yeah, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Can I tell you, God's wanting to tell somebody tonight, I know it looks bad. I know it looks hopeless. I know you feel forsaken. I know you feel forgotten. You're just left out here in the field somewhere, just an afterthought. And uh, you feel like, oh, the, 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 there's no turning back from this. And there's no way I can be revived from this. Uh, and there's no way these bones can live. And there's no way that I, that I can get up from where I am. This is where I'll wallow. Uh, and this is where I'll spend the rest of my days. Uh, but God said, I passed by where you were. Uh, come on, I'm speaking in the Holy Ghost tonight. Uh, God said, I passed 
passed by where you were and I saw you polluted. I saw you in the mess that you were in and it looked like all hope was gone. It looked like all hope was lost but I chose to speak a word over you. I did not speak a word of defeat. I did not speak a word of disappointment. I did not speak a word against your failures but I said live. And God said, just so you know, I looked at you again, and I said it the second time, live! Come on, God has already spoken over your life before. God has already told you he's working it out for your good and for your favor. But yet the second time tonight, God is telling you, I said live. I said live. He called I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. But God's word triumphs every bad situation. God's word transcends every hopeless cause and every hopeless case. And I tell you, it does not matter how defeated you feel tonight. It does not matter how bound up you feel tonight. What matters is that God says, I'm speaking a word of life over you. Hey, your bones can live again. That situation, it's not as hopeless as you thought it was. It's not as foregone as you thought it was I said live in the name of Jesus I come to preach the depression tonight I know it can get so dark that it feels like a living death. I know it can get so lonely that it feels like you're already in your grave. Feels like you're already forgotten. But God tonight, He's saying live. He's saying live. He's saying live. God can these bones live. Philip, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Come and see. I'm going to have a voice lifted all across this house tonight. Every voice lifted across this house tonight. Come on, let's reach out. Let's touch him. Let's touch him. Let's touch him. You've been been so consumed by life that you haven't really took time to stop and ask God, what, what do you think about this, God? 
You've been so consumed about how in the world you're going to make ends meet uh, that you forgot to really stop and ask God, hey God, you're doing something here. What is it that you're doing? I don't want to miss what you're trying to do in my life. Come on, I've come to preach to somebody tonight. i come to tell somebody tonight, don't let the bones, the way they look, don't let them convince you that God's finished with your life. Don't let the mistakes and the failures convince you that you're washed up and it's all done. But here in the house of the Lord, tonight God can put rivers of living water on the inside of you and what was dry on the inside can be made alive again what feels dead on the inside can breathe again if you're here tonight and you need the Holy Ghost it's for you if any man thirst if any man feel dry let him come unto me and drink. If any woman feel thirsty, if any woman feel dry, let her come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was yet not yet given, for that he was not yet glorified. And I tell you here in the house of the Lord, he has been glorified. He has been magnified. He has been exalted. And that Holy Ghost is flowing in this house tonight. Don't leave here tonight feeling dry. Don't leave here tonight feeling empty, but let him put rivers of living water on the inside of you. Can this desert flourish? Can this desert produce fruit? God says yes. Can this dry spell be ended? God says yes. Can this depression be gone? God says yes. Can I live beyond my fear? God says yes. beyond failure God says yes is there life beyond my mistakes God says yes can these bones live Come on, there's, there's, these altars are full, but there's, there's more. You need to find a place to pray. You need to find a place. Come on, I said, you need to find a place to call on the name of the Lord. You need to find a place to lift your voice. Come on, you need to find a place to ask the Lord, God, I'm turning this thing around. I'm flipping this on my adversary. He's full of questions. He's full of doubt. He's full of unbelief. But God, I want to know, what do you say? What do you think about these bones? God, can they live? to breathe. 